This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our world is a very different place since we last played baseball. A worldwide pandemic changed the way we live. Essential workers took on a new meaning. Racial and social justice became a global cause. We know this is much bigger than baseball. Our game, our team, will bring us together nine innings at a time. We're ready. Let's play ball. Back to Astropod, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Hello, Astro fans. Welcome to another edition of Astros Podcast. My name is Jeff Blum, your favorite color TV analyst for the Houston Astros broadcast team, and we are in a unique moment in time. We have gotten official word that baseball is making an attempt to come back with a 60-game schedule and playoffs, but right now it is the beginning of July, and that means that, yes, summer camps, not for your kids, but for your big kids who are the Astros and other Major League Baseball players across the country will be reporting to their own version of summer camp. This will be a three-week session to get these guys ready for that 60-game schedule. And it's unique also in the sense that July 2nd carries a little bit of nostalgia for me. It brings me back to July 2nd of 2009 when I was wearing the Astros uniform and we were playing in San Diego against the Padres. It was a beautiful day in San Diego. The sun was shining bright and we were facing Kevin Correa, a unique name to face back in 2009. And during the middle of the game, I was having a pretty good game myself, a home run, driven in a couple of runs, when all of a sudden we saw one of the biggest players on the field, Kyle Blanks, out in left field for the San Diego Padres, immediately, right in the middle of an inning, start running from left field all the way to right field. And we couldn't imagine what would have made a man that was about six foot eight, 300 pounds, sprint across the field. But we soon found out that it was a swarm of bees that had come into the stadium and eventually planted itself on the chair of the ball girl down the left field line. So that created a bit of a mess, about a 50 to 60 minute delay that Brett Dolan and Dave Raymond had to cover some airtime with. That's what we're gonna enjoy listening to now as we throw it to Dave and Brett to talk about the July 2nd, 2009 game, not the Killer B game, but just the B game. And I know a lot of you affectionately remember that game. So enjoy the sounds. So now they're loaded for Jeff Blum, the former Padre. Now Blum is a switch hitter. And he bats left-handed against Correa, the 28-year-old right-hander. Michael Bourne is at third base. Lance Berkman is at second. Carlos Lee is at first. Chance here with the bases loaded and the 1-2 pitch. There's a swing and that ball hit hard right field. Gonzalez coming on. He'll take it on a hop. One run scores, everybody else station to station. Bourne crosses the plate on the Blum single, and the Astros draw first blood today. It's one to nothing in the first. Correa's pitch ripped to right field. This ball's hit a ton. Gonzalez drifting back. He's at the fence. Goodbye. It's in the stands. Jeff Blum back home in San Diego. Crushes his second home run of the season, and it's worth three runs. 
Six to nothing, Houston. A no-doubter, and Blum's knocked home four this afternoon. Oh, he knew it, too. I mean, the second that left the bat, stood there for a second, put his head down, dropped the barrel of the bat down, and started walking to first base. Runners with their leads at 3-1. There's a swing and a bouncer toward third. Blum has it behind the bag, touches third himself, throws to first. In time, double play. And Jeff Blum gets Wandy Rodriguez out of the jam in the seventh. No runs, two hits, and the Padres leave another. We'll go to the eighth inning in San Diego, where it's the Astros six and the Padres one. So the inning continues in the ninth. Astros lead six to one. They have nine hits now this afternoon to the Padres seven. You know. Blanks walking in from left field. And the umpires looking out there at him. And I think he's just been bothered by a, a large number of bugs, some gnats or something in the air that are swarming around him. Could be worse, could be bees or something like that. I know I would I would probably leave left field if there were a bunch of bees. Well, look out there towards the, uh, the scoreboard on the uh, fence in left center where they put the name up of the pitcher and such. And you could see where that might... Sure enough, a swarm, a swarm of some flying pests of some kind. And, and again, I don't know. I mean, if they're gnats, I'm sure it's not a big deal. But if those are wasps or bees or something, I'm with blanks. You See you guys tomorrow. Let him <laughs> go stand in right center and just leave left field occupied. Sure. And we'll play on. I don't know what you can do, you know, to, to resolve the issue necessarily. But here comes a member of the ground crew. That might be Luke Yoder. It is. They're... Uh, had groundsman uh, talking now to, to Mike Riley, I believe, out there in shallow left. I once saw a spring training game where Darren Oliver had bees buzzing around his head, and he was using some type of gel and oil, and the bees seemed to like it, and they continued to swarm around the mound, and everybody had to leave the field. Now, this went on for such a long period of time, they eventually called the game. <laughs> They, well, weren't going training training yeah, game, right? well, they weren't going anywhere. Yeah. But, you know, anymore, spring training, it's like it's like the majors. It's a big business. People buy tickets. They aren't cheap. They want to see a game. And it was canceled because of bees. We are currently in an insect delay right now. <laughs> Ninth inning, Astros leading 6-1. to one, And Mike Riley coming over to the Astros dugout. To call out Cecil Cooper, I believe. And they want to discuss perhaps what to do about those, those bees or those bugs out there. I got an idea. Let's just play on. <laughs> Riley trying to explain to Coop, and I think Coop's kind of, <laughs> I don't know, Coop looks understanding at the moment anyway, disappointed perhaps. I mean, it is a pretty big swarm of bugs out there. They can't wait for Carlos Lee to come back out there in the bottom of the ninth. It was a job at Chamberlain a couple of years yes. ago in the postseason in Cleveland, and he was attacked by all those bugs on the mound. That's uh, right. I can't remember what those bugs were called, but they, they played through it anyway. Yeah, but remember, uh, Chamberlain had a heck of a time. They were... They're putting the spray on him, and the bugs were actually, like, sticking to his neck, and he ended up giving up a couple of runs. Yeah. And they, they were, the big thought was then that maybe they should have stopped play so it didn't impact the game. All right, I've got the solution, and it really is pretty simple. We play the remainder of this ninth inning with, you know, without a left fielder for either team. Yeah. Sounds fair to me. <laughs> Again, from our vantage point, it's hard to tell, you know, if they're bumblebees, if they're wasps, the green jackets. Uh, I mean, they're bugs. That's all we can. That's all we can tell. They're flying around out there and obviously creating a problem. And I got to believe that they're uh, 
you know, that it's more than just gnats or uh, mosquitoes or something like that, something that could actually do a little harm, something with a stinger. <laughs> Blank's nowhere near the outfield, and everybody's just kind of standing around at the moment. By the way, the Astros have a man at first, two outs in the eighth inning. I'd love to hear Jerry Coleman uh, describing this right now. Boy, those bugs saw Blanks out there, all 6'7", 290 pounds of him, and they thought, this is lunch. <laughs> now, Coleman, back to some of those Colemanisms. Yeah, he, he had so many good ones. Like, I mean, they were simple, too. I mean, they were a little, bu little bit... Uh, I, you've heard some of these before, like Johnny Grubb slides into second with a stand-up double. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that, that kind of stuff. There's a shot up the alley. Oh, it's just foul. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now there's a lot of staring out at the out at the area infested by all the bugs. I mean, nobody, again, nobody's really offered or appears to be offering any sort of solution. Luke Yoder now walking out uh, by the Astros dugout and out toward the infield, apparently again to talk to the umpiring crew. But again, I don't know. I don't know what Luke can can offer to no, do here. No, I don't either. I would just tell the left fielder just keep your mouth closed. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two outs, and uh, maybe Lee will deal with. Oh, you got to be kidding! They're me walking now. off the field. The players are walking off the field. Bourne has his helmet under his arm. He was at first base. He's walking back toward the Astros dugout. The Padres infielders and outfielders are all walking into their dugout. We're in the ninth inning. Astros leading by five. And we're in some sort of bug delay. That's a first, at least for me. You know, we need to go to San Francisco and have the birds come in off the bay and they could eat the bugs. Yeah. Now you're talking. We need to go to San Francisco so we can have dinner. <laughs> sort of the idea. Yoder, again, with the crew all assembled on that third baseline in foul ground talking things over. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of funny because it's it's like the it's like the simplest things in life that cause the greatest amount of trouble. Now the fans out there in left field, down the left field line, they're all starting to make their way toward cover as well. Again, not because of rain or anything, but perhaps they're being bothered by the bugs as well, or maybe they just feel like, look, the game's a, a <laughs> six to one contest in the ninth inning, and I don't know that I want to sit through a long bug delay just to get to the conclusion. They might just be on their way. Well, maybe they know Manny's coming to town. He'll be out there in left field tomorrow night. And want to stir things up a bit. Can't you just smoke them out? I mean, isn't that the idea with bumblebees and stuff like that? You just shoot up a bunch of smoke, I think, and get rid of them. This is like an old-school Ronald Reagan recreate now. You know, it's like the ticker tape isn't working, and so to fill time, we're talking about a snake crawling up the backstop or something. <laughs> But this is legit. There is a, a massive swarm of bugs out in left field. I guess my thought is, look at the fans in the bleachers. A lot of them are still sitting there like there's no problem at all. I know the, the bugs are on the warning track or thereabouts, but the fans in the stands closest don't seem to be too concerned. I'm going to give you uh, my binoculars again. You need to look at the ball boy's chair down the left field line. Tell me what you think of that. <laughs> Ball Boy has a chair that's deep down the third baseline in foul ground, and you know, that's where he sits to field any of those stray foul rollers. His jacket is slung over the chair, and it is covered 
by bees. It's 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 he's going to have the uh, <laughs> the beard of bees before he knows it down there. Now he's gone. He's long gone. And again, Luke Yoder and the umpiring crew just standing there at home plate, kind of looking onto the outfield, waiting maybe for these bugs to find their way somewhere else. Maybe they've dropped honey or some sort of sweet, sticky substance somewhere else in hopes that they will <laughs> gather there. Well, they're making an announcement, I think, just simply that the game is being delayed for the bees, which would be obvious to us and those with a TV monitor or binoculars, but I guess if you're sitting up in right field or you know, whatever. You may have no idea why they're stopping. Everybody keeps staring out at something you can't <laughs> see in, in left field. You know, going back to that playoff game with the Yankees and Indians, Doug Mankiewicz was uh, the batter when they finally ended up having a delay of their own. This was after Jabba Chamberlain tried to pitch. And the next day at the media session, Mankiewicz walks in there and says, uh, you know, I was wearing Derek Jeter's new cologne. Now, Jeter was marketing this new product. And as you can imagine, it was a pretty big business venture. So uh, he claimed it was, see when he was wearing Jeter's cologne, the bugs were attracted right. to it. So for like three days, Jeter had Minkiewicz going, saying that uh, they had to pull the product from the shelf. It was costing the company several million dollars. Minkiewicz felt like a real heel because he thought he had pretty much single-handedly destroyed Jeter's cologne sales by claiming <laughs> in the post-game media conference it was the culprit for the bug delay and, and bug issue. I don't know if Blanks was wearing any of that out there and left, but uh, well, I'll tell you what, that that ball boy's jacket might just be lifted off the chair here in a few minutes <laughs> and, and and flown away. Maybe they did actually put something on that jacket to try and attack or rather attract those bees. Possible. I mean, I don't know if they'd be that cagey. Really, there's only one man in this building who's capable of going out there with a variety of unique and somewhat... Uh, different skills to handle a problem such as this. However, he's occupied behind us here in the booth and along with being an, an engineer and a veterinarian and a rancher and a farmer and such, uh, maybe Lowell Matheny would have something to move them. Here's my question. If you were to visit the all-new Astros Twitter page at twitter.com, would you, would you be getting updates on this, on this B delay? I, I have a feeling you would, yes. Well, you can do that anytime you'd like. Go to Twitter.com and, and join the Astros Twitter page. Or you can become a fan on Facebook for the latest and greatest in Astros baseball. And uh, meanwhile here, ninth inning, two outs, top of the ninth. Astros have a man on, leading 6-1. to one, And we continue to wait out a swarm of bees in left field. And by the way, the bees now, I mean, I know that, uh, that ball boy's coat down there has pretty much been swarmed. I look out there in left field, there is no issue, and we're in the bottom of the eighth with two outs, or the top of the ninth, rather. I think it's time to play on. Well, I'll tell you who, who's thinking the same thing might be Joe Thatcher, uh, because he was in the ball game pitching for the Padres here, and he doesn't want to go through a, a, a real long delay. <laughs> Check this out. One of the uh, umpires was on a telephone there momentarily. I don't know to whom he might be speaking, but was on the phone there briefly. You know, I think they did something with that jacket. I think, you know, I don't know for a fact. You know Luke Yoder. Uh, both ran across Luke over the years, and he is their head groundskeeper here. But I think he threw something on that jacket, put it on that chair, and that's why the bees have swarmed that chair. And 
as most know, bees love to do that little dance and uh, tell other bees where the, the good stuff is. <laughs> and I think, uh, I think they must have figured it out, that it was all on the chair. And, and that's, that's where they are now. There are no bees really swarming around out in left field. Like you say, we should really be able to resume play, I would think, any moment. Last night I talked about our two favorite fence signs here in San Diego, Bimbo's Bakery. Of course, that's hard to beat. I know you like a... I love the California bimbo. I understand. And then there's Corky's Pest Control in foul Married territory one. down the <laughs> right field line. <laughs> Corky's Pest Control? Yeah, you know, I Where mean... Where are they? I mean, if he's an advertiser, he's clearly got the good juice to come out here and take care of the pests and maybe get this game back going. I mean, maybe there's a discount involved, you know, whatever the case may be. Corky needs to be out here taking care of business. Wait. I mean, you do notice that Corky is out in right field. Corky's pest control, that sign. And there is no problem out in right field. There is no Corky out in left field, and that is, that is where the problem is. This is about as good as advertising as Corky's pest control could have ever <laughs> dreamed when they became a sponsor here. I wonder what Troy Aikman has to think about all this. <laughs> well, he was here to throw out the first pitch, and now uh, he might be here to kill the last B. I mean, really, we could play. Uh, you know, if this is early in this game and this is an issue for the fans but again the fans are not bothered really by this other than the delay I mean, really it's all about Kyle Blanks at this point and just getting him back out there I mean he, he wasn't running away it's not as if he were frightened by the, the bees or anything he just kind of started walking in I, and obviously I'm telling you I, I would do the same thing if I were being swarmed by bees I'd probably make my way in and ask for a little help but it does appear that they've they've handled it a few, few moments ago I saw Jeff Blum come out of the Astros dugout, and he had a, a big net. It looked like, a, I don't know, maybe you throw helmets in it or, or something like that, but this big blue net, he had it thrown over his head like a beekeeper and was, was prepared to go out there and, and finish off the job. But they held him. You know, I can't tell what, you know, there were a lot of bees on that jacket at one point. It's like they've gone inside the jacket now or something. It made it home. You know, we've had a, a variety of interesting occurrences on travel days and that the long rain delay after the extra inning game in D.C. necessitating the suspended game was one of them. And there was more fun that day. And, of course, sometimes some showers, sometimes some wild, long extra inning games. Well, we can add one to the list with the, the bees or I guess we'll just go insect delay. This definitely would qualify as one of the stranger delays. And I've seen certain delays like this before, you know, at other levels of professional baseball stuff. In Bend, Oregon, this was years ago now, they have a phenomenon. I think it comes around every seven years, and it's called the Pandora Moth. And these things swarm in such a way that you couldn't even see the field. And they're dive-bombing people's shirts and stuff. And they're there for this every seven years for about mm, less than 24 hours. And they, they lay their eggs, and then they, they rehatch, you know, seven years later. But, but there's such a phenomenon that for, like, those 24 hours, you, you really can't do anything. And, I, and we tried to play a game one night at Vince Genna Stadium in Bend, Oregon, <laughs> uh, amidst all these Pandora moths, and they had to finally call the game. Right now, we're just uh, – I, I don't think this uh, game is in any danger of being called – Maybe we'll come back here and play a suspended game when we come back to play the Dodgers after the All-Star break. That makes plenty of sense. 
How long has this delay been, by the way? Did you happen to? Uh, no, I didn't. And I, I wish I did, but well, it's got to be about 10 minutes. It's good fun. <laughs> it was. Now people just chatting and hanging out around uh, third base now as it looks like a member of the Padres front office staff has come down to chat with the umpires. Again, though, looking out into left field, uh, I don't see any bees in the field at all. No, they're, I'm with you. They've all gone inside that jacket hanging over a chair, and they're treating it kind of like a little hive, I guess. Now, that's a problem that can be addressed a little bit later, <laughs> let's say four outs from now. I don't, I don't know why we can't just go ahead and fire this thing back up. Well, Arias, of course, hit for himself, so the idea was he was going to go back out there and finish off this game. Now it's been a, a longer delay for him than I'm sure he would have liked, and I don't know if that will affect his ability to go back out there or not. I hope not. Again, in a delay, ninth inning, two outs. Astros have a man on, and Miguel Tejada at the plate, but we're in a, a bee delay, a small swarm of bees in left field is... Delayed this ball game. Kyle Blanks came in from left field asking for the uh, the help of Mike Riley and Chuck Merriweather and the rest of the umpiring crew to, to, to stop the game. Everybody left the field after, oh, probably five minutes or so of standing around. And, and now everybody's just kind of been relaxing on the bench, waiting for this game to resume, which could happen, I would, I would suggest, at any moment. Six to one, Astros lead. Six runs, nine hits, one error. They have left four. The Padres, one run, seven hits, no errors. And they left seven so far today. And again, for the Padres in the bottom of the ninth, they will have Edgar Gonzalez, Henry Blanco, and Luis Rodriguez do up. Astros trying to take three of four in this series from San Diego and then head to San Francisco tonight where if uh, we can get out of here soon enough, we can enjoy a real nice dinner. <laughs> it's been a great ball game and a lot of fun, but staring at a field where nothing's happening for 20 minutes, it's starting to make me kind of hungry. The fans here, I'm sure at least mildly amused, those that have remained on hand, a lot of them have taken off. 23,224 were here, but many have found the exits on a Thursday afternoon. Poor Padres, they're gearing up for tomorrow when the Dodgers come to town. And not to say that they have looked past the Astros, not to say that the players necessarily even care, but those who work here in San Diego are bracing for Manny Mania as Manny Ramirez will come off that 50-game uh, suspension tomorrow for the Dodgers, and the Dodgers come here. And, and again, what, the phenomena is that obviously there's going to be a crush of national media and local media, but because of San Diego's proximity to L.A., you can imagine every single media outlet from the greater Los Angeles area, or for that matter, Southern California, is going to be here. And it's going to be an absolute zoo for those working here. And we saw Jim Baldwig, he used to work for the Astros, now works here in San Diego. And we're asking him about what provisions the, the Padres may have to take for Manny Mania tomorrow. And he pointed out a, a couple of important things. Number one, tomorrow is a Friday, on which most people will have off because it is a, a holiday weekend. And therefore, they'll probably be out in the gas lamp district getting excited for the ball game, maybe even enjoying a beverage or two before coming over. They'll <laughs> be plenty lubed up before the game even starts and ready, no doubt, to ride Manny mercilessly out in the outfield. 
And uh, so they've, you know, they've got extra security and all sorts of things in place to hopefully deal with that tomorrow. Maybe a beekeeper might be in line too or get Corky's pest control on the phone because uh, that'll be one of the areas of Manny Mania, the clubhouse, maybe a press conference before the game and then out there in left field. And you're right, i got to believe that the Dodger fans cheering him. There'll be Padre fans jeering him and away they go for the remainder of the season. Here again, Astros lead 6-1. We're in a delay in the ninth inning for a swarm of bees in left field. Uh, type of thing you don't often see. But they'll obviously want to re resume the, this ball game as soon as possible and get it over with. This is the last time these two teams play each other. Well, I kind of go with that thought process too, but they don't seem to be in any hurry. Here comes Last Diaz, and I hope someone will be the voice of reason. I mean, right now there's a coat on a chair that I probably wouldn't want to go near, but other than that, let's go. I'm going to have to go into the archives and uh, dig up some more Colmanisms or something here to, to get us through this thing. We might just go bring the man himself in here before we're done. You know, speaking of which, I wonder what he's doing right now. Maybe he went home. We'll send Lowell out, see if he can get him. It'd be kind of fun to talk to Jerry. I mean... We still don't have, I mean, there's no clear idea. And, of course, there's no communication up here as to, you know, when this may end. They do have uh, some more officials down on the field to talk to the umpiring crew. Right now we have more officials on the field than bees. We've got security. Now, see, here's the, the other odd part of this is you have security personnel standing out there where the bees had been a problem. They're on the warning track in left field and, and along the third base line, guarding the field from any crazy fan who might try to do anything silly like run on the field. So ostensibly, they're in the line of fire, right? <laughs> where, the, where the bees had been a problem, but they don't seem the least bit bothered by it. They're just kind of standing out there like the rest of us waiting for this thing to start. So I think Jerry went home. I, I think the bees have gone home. Jerry's gone home. A lot of the fans have. We still have four outs, though, to complete this game to finish off an Astros series win. And heading on the uh, road trip, continuing on to San Fran, moving to within a game of 500. Apparently, this isn't the first time this has ever happened here. They've had B delays before. In fact, this is the second one this season here. What are they serving out there in the Western Metal Supply Company building? <laughs> you got me on that one. So a B delay that at this point, I, you know, Lord knows how long it has been. I can tell you it's been a little while. And uh, doesn't appear to be letting up anytime soon. I, at least it doesn't appear that anybody's interested in, in continuing play here. I don't know a whole lot about bees, I'll be quite frank. But if there are no bees, let's say, in the outfield at the moment, where indeed is the threat of <laughs> well, bees? And why, why, why couldn't you just play? See, you're coming around to my line of thinking. And I can't really add much more to that than your thoughts. It never rains down here. They did have a, a like a 56-minute rain delay here earlier this year. I want to say it was a, in a ball game against the Giants. That 
is a rarity. In fact, there might be more B delays this year than there have been rain delays here in San Diego. <laughs> and the Padres, Padres, I mean, they have unique delays. I mentioned the 56-minute rain delay they had here. This is two B delays they've had here as well. On the road this year, they had a rain delay in Chicago. Four minutes. A four-minute rain delay in Chicago where they took the teams off the field, started to roll the tarp out. They couldn't even get the cylinder all the way unrolled before the rain had stopped in Chicago, and they rolled it back up again and resumed play. <laughs> so, the, so the Padres are apparently, you know, really well-suited for these unique delays. They've handled them on more than one occasion, at least this year. You would think at this point there might be a little need for some communication from, you know, maybe over the in-house PA that hasn't really worked, but, you know, they could still maybe send up smoke signals or something. They could send up smoke signals well, from left field. If, I think if they had the ability to set up smoke signals, the bees would be gone. <laughs> well, maybe they could send them up from left field. <laughs> but, again, the crazy thing is they were all, you know, they had swarmed the, the outside of this jacket out there down the left field line. They had been slung over the ball boy's chair. And then uh, slowly but surely have worked their way to the interior. You know, this, this jacket has created a little, almost like a little, uh, what do you call it, a hive-type atmosphere. And uh, they're just hiding in there at the moment. So I don't know, you know, I don't know what you can really do. I mean, maybe somebody with, you know, steel nerves could go pick up the chair and just move it somewhere. Looks like there's a guy uh, beyond our view here, I think maybe down in that left field corner, who's uh, probably Corky himself of Corky's <laughs> Pest Control, who's putting on some sort of, uh, like, big body jacket or something, maybe with the intent of going out there and getting rid of those bees. A gentleman running across left field at the moment with something in his hands. I don't know what that is, a folding chair of some sort. In a delay, ninth inning in San Diego, Gorgeous weather here. The, the bees love it. And there's a swarm of bees that had been hovering out in left field, causing problems for Kyle Blanks with two out. In the ninth inning, the Astros had a man on. They lead 6-1 to one when play was stopped. All we need to do is somehow or another resume play so that we can get to the bottom of the ninth and, and finish this ball game and then get on the road. Really, at some point, though, the umpires need to either make a decision or make an announcement because standing there looking out into space for 20 minutes doesn't quite cut it. Now, it could be that the, <laughs> the – by the way, our friends on the TV side, popular TV announcers J.D. and uh, Bill Brown have come up with an Aflac trivia question that they've thrown up on the screen. <laughs> Is it a good idea to use a plastic bag and duct tape to catch bees? <laughs> Think of the answer is no. Um, on a rain delay now, the, the rule on a rain delay is once a game goes into a delay, then uh, it is in the umpire's hands. I mean, once a game starts, the game's fate is in the umpire's hands in terms of whether or not it's delayed or, or stops or whatever, suspended. But uh, in a rain delay, you have to wait 45 minutes before you can call a game. Just because it's, it's pouring rain and it appears it's going to be pouring for hours longer, you can't bang it immediately. The umpires have to wait a minimum of 45 minutes before they can officially suspend a game or call a game. And uh, maybe the same rule applies here. Maybe <laughs> maybe they're just sitting there staring at those bees waiting for 45 minutes to elapse. And uh, 
and then they can call the game. If that's the case, common sense is taking a vacation. <laughs> well, we do at least get a sign up on the uh, scoreboard that uh, an addendum to the fact that the game is in a delay due to the swarm of bees. They've now added a line that says, we expect play to resume in approximately 15 to 30 minutes. What we really need is a bee delay at Minute Maid Park if that suspended game only goes, say, an inning. Kind of drag that out so we can you know, start on time for that second game or not have that lengthy delay. But meanwhile, so close to the conclusion of this one. And without, you know, I mean, when we first witnessed this delay in the swarm, you could see it with the naked eye, with the binoculars or off the cameras, really see a lot of the insects and the bugs. But right now, can't say I can really see anything, <laughs> even with the binoculars. Oh, man, where's... Jeff Bagwell and uh, Craig Bickett, maybe a big heavy blanket. Would that work? <laughs> we seem to play with, you know, tarp cylinders rolled up and, and on the field of play and the warning track and foul territory. And I don't know, but as we talked about right away when the delay took place, you could see bees swarming and everything else. And right now it's just a calm, quiet Thursday afternoon here in San Diego. Have any other ball games uh, begun play anywhere? I mean, it was good a, idea. It was a schedule that, that had a lot of games starting later, but uh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, nothing to talk about there. <laughs> no, not really. You got another uh, 20 minutes or so before <laughs> some of the games will start. This is the only ongoing game, and I don't know if you. Those games may may, may start before this one resumes. It's entirely possible. Well, today, by the way, the, the final day for fans to vote online for the 2009 All-Star Game. You can go to Astros.com and cast your votes. You can vote up to 25 times at Astros.com. But today is the final day. Now, teams won't be announced yet for a little while. And there will be the players voting. And then, of course, the managers will come out and, and be allowed to, to select a couple here and there. For Astros All-Stars, nobody leading the voting, Brett. But Miguel Tejada would, would be a candidate. You, you, you figure um, Wandy Rodriguez earlier in the year was a guy we figured to be a candidate. Uh, Hunter Pence at one point was very clearly an outfield candidate, but, but he's been struggling lately. Now, you, you wonder now if, if it might just be Miguel Tejada and that's it. Well, I would think Tejada is very deserving. Now, the wild card in this is the players' vote, and I think that's how Lee got on a couple of years ago where the, where the players themselves have – the chance to name some representatives, and maybe Tejada might be named there. Uh, Jimmy Rollins has had a miserable season, although he and Hannah Ramirez have been vying for the vote, and Ramirez probably deserves to be on that team, and I think Tejada does too as a shortstop. So uh, the other question, I guess, is, is there a greater need as far as outfitters? Right now, Raul Abanez is hurt. Uh, Carlos Beltran is another guy high on that list. And there might be more of a need for the National League manager, Charlie Manuel, to pick either a Carlos Lee or a Hunter Pence or if the players don't. But, I, you know, Miggy's deserving. I mean, we've been talking about him all season, leading the league in hits and up in the top five, top seven in batting average, multi-hit games, and what he's done as, as far as playing that shortstop position. So, you know, he's deserving. But you know what the tough part is? And we know every team needs a representative. I think last year, and I, I don't know if – I had this exact number right. It was seven or eight Chicago Cubs on the National League All-Star team. It was basically the Cubs and everybody else. This year, you think about having one representative. 
Who do you pick for the Chicago Cubs? There's talk yeah. about maybe Ted Lilly. I mean, Zambrano, no. Soriano, doubtful. Ramirez has been hurt. Soto's been terrible. D. Lee has, has had a pretty good uh, last month. But that's where it kind of gets fun for, for all these players that were there last year. I don't know how many of those guys will return and how that affects the overall roster. Now, they did add one player just yesterday. Major League Baseball announced there will be 33 players for each team. The, each squad will get an extra pitcher that might only be used, say, should the game go extra innings which we saw last year at Yankee Stadium, and, of course, that, that tie game a few years back at Miller Park in Milwaukee. So, you know, there's another possibility. Someone mentioned a, a starter, maybe like a, a Chris Carpenter type, or, you know, I mean, you could even put Wandy into this role where, you know, guys who might be capable of throwing multiple innings should the game go past 10 innings or go past 11 innings that – might not be somebody voted in by either the players or, or selected or needed to be selected by the manager and, and their crew. Of course, those teams will be announced soon. Here we're in a delay. Uh, a swarm of bees in left field paused play in the ninth inning, a man on, two outs for the Astros at the top of the ninth. They lead 6-1, to one, but we're in a, an ongoing delay here. And uh, we've been in a delay for quite some time now. I, I really have no recollection of when this thing started. I, I did not take note when we went into the delay. And therefore, I, I couldn't calculate it for you. We haven't gotten really any updates from anybody either with regard to the length of delay. So on, in these other ballparks that have the scoreboard out there, you know, it's in our Crawford boxes. It's in right field here in San Diego. You have the score in the inning. And occasionally you'll see our for rain you know, or peep for postponement. Uh, you know, in these other ballparks, is there just a B next to this 6-1 to score on the scoreboard for, for B delay? I would, I, I would think you got to go with something uh, along those lines, right? Hey, I've got an idea. Uh-oh. I've always said that when you're in a, a long 40-minute B delay, there's nobody better to bring on the air to, to, help, to help talk about things than... Ed Way point now, you, it's, it's going to have some sort of material effect on the ball game. And, and, and you, you know, if, if Arias can't come back out, that's, that's a situation that Coop has to deal with. And, uh, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've actually navigated through a couple of tough innings here in, uh, in this game, turned some, uh, some big double plays over the course of the, uh, of the ball game. And then you have something like this happen. You hope that, uh, you know, I've, I've seen games turn after rain delays big leads disappear and you you wouldn't want to see that happen here like to get out here winning three out of four and get on that plane to san francisco and hopefully play well up there well that's just it sometimes after these delays it's hard to kind of find that intensity again and, and and maybe just go back out there and finish this one off and while there's not a lot left as far as the game with those three outs or four outs still not official yet and i'm with you i be nice just to find a way to wrap this thing up. Yeah, yeah. Again, we worked out of some jams earlier in the game, and uh, you don't want to put yourself in a situation in the ninth inning where a couple of guys get on base. Next thing, you've got to heat up Valverde and and get him in there, and, and so on and so forth. But uh, you know, at this, that that said, we still have a couple opportunities maybe to score a couple of runs in this inning and, and pad the lead. So, yeah, let's get rid of the bees and uh, and get the ball game started back up again. I I, I really, you know, I. I have to confess that uh, this was actually my idea. I, I was trying to figure out a way to give Carlos Lee more range in the outfield, and figured that, you know, they they, did, they showed up a, they showed up a half inning uh, 
happening too early. That said, I'm sure Carlos is downstairs campaigning for Jason Michaels to go in defensively <laughs> at the bottom of the inning. And someone's probably saying, hey, you know, Manny's coming to town tomorrow. He's going to be out there in yeah. left field. It might be a good idea to, to swarm the bees. And yeah, conspiracy theories abound. Here we go. Here's Here, the beekeeper. Yeah, the most popular man in San Diego right now. <laughs> Here he comes, beekeeper in full regalia. I mean, that's he just escaped from Three Mile Island or something with that get up. That is, that is a good look, the big white jumpsuit, and the, the, the hood will go on here shortly, I'm sure. And then, and The concerning then. thing is he's headed towards the mound as if he's going to throw out the first pitch before he does it. And he might want to put his little mask on, too. I don't want to tell him how to do his job, but you would think that might be the, why, the most why necessary. Why should he be an exception? <laughs> You're hearing the voice of uh, Ed Wade here on uh, with us during this delay, a B delay. It's a 6-1 to one Astros lead, ninth inning, and it's been a lengthy delay, but the beekeeper now uh, – Completing the outfit, putting putting that uh, putting that hood on, and, and now what is this? Oh, the gloves and everything. You know, if this doesn't lead Sports Center tonight, there's something wrong <laughs> in Bristol, Connecticut. If the beekeeper getting applause from what fans are left here at Petco Park doesn't enjoy some television time tonight, I don't know what would. But the guy showed up with a with a mask and two cans of bug spray. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we could have had Umberto Cantero go out and do that. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> You know, really, I just, if I were him and he's got that costume on, can he just pick that entire coat up and just take it out of the, the stadium? Well, he's reaching right up underneath it now and spraying. Now, you know what? All goofing aside, I thought I'd been reading about. Uh, there they are. Look at that mess. Ooh. Yeah. About uh, honeybees or bees uh, having trouble, right? Killer uh, bees. The kill, killer bees have migrated uh, from South America towards, towards Texas. Oh, boy, this. This one's in there, and it looks like he's got most of them down. And uh, he or, or on she. his back at this point. Yeah. That's great. Looks like Eddie Murray in Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we do the same thing, but with the Gophers? Well. Actually, I think that was Bill Murray. What did I say? Eddie Murray. Yeah, you're right. That was definitely Sorry. Bill Murray. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to step on your <laughs> get three thousand line hits, there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this rain delay, or this uh, B delay, started uh, almost an hour ago. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, 5.10 or 5.09 Central Time, and it's uh, approaching 6 o'clock now Central Time. And uh, Beekeeper getting on it, on his or her knees now out there, spraying uh, those, those bees and picking up now the, uh, the the fallen bees, as it were. Looks like that's going to pretty much do it for the delay. How many beekeepers do you suppose there are in San Diego? I mean, he, I mean it took him an hour to get here. I mean, maybe there's only a couple. Well, I mean, it's probably not a big, uh, you know, real popular profession in the metro area, right? Can I, mean, I leave now? Yeah, Ed, go back. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Go back to doing something else. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks <laughs> hey, very thanks much. for coming in. Sure thing. Anytime there's a B delay, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We've got his word on that one. All right. I think he was with us in D.C. when we had the uh, rain delay and the suspended the game. Yeah. Hey, by the way, shouldn't he get a, a gift certificate or something? Probably not. <laughs> All right, so there goes the bees, and there goes the beekeeper. An hour delay. An nice. hour delay. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Ninth inning, a man at first. That'll be Michael Bourne as he'll head that direction here uh, right now, and, and Joe Thatcher will be back out to warm it up. So even after an hour's delay, Thatcher will continue to pitch in this ball game. And now the Padres players all begin to take the field as well. They're listening. We think. In Lubbock on KJDL 1420, our flagship station is News Radio 740 KTRH in Houston. Look at this. 
that have brought in the My pizza. Goodness. Think about this. There may have been people driving around uh, having a big commute back in Houston and got in their car about the time the bees came around, and we took them all the way home, and they didn't hear a pitch. <laughs> and that is if they're, they're still hanging yeah, you're, in there. You're, you're assuming they listen. Uh, I guess, yes, or, or continue to listen. Fans have trickled out of the ballpark here. The rain delay, or the uh, bee delay, rather, is pretty much the coup de grace this afternoon. 1-1 on the way. There's a swing, and that ball is popped up, back of short, in the outfield, Tejada. He's got it. He'll make the catch, and that ends it. Astros win 7-2 despite those bees in the outfield. It was a, a lengthy one today, but the Astros get it 7-2, the final score. Offensively, Jeff Blum provided four RBIs, part of six that he had in this entire four-game series. He started the scoring with a single in the first inning, part of a two-run frame, and then, Dave, that three-run homer in the fifth provided the cushion that I think Wandy and a lot of us were hoping for. So you're kind of suggesting Wandy or Jeff Blum. And i got to tell you, I'll have none of either of them. <laughs> uh, my play of the game today, clearly the beekeeper. Right. Who came here and saved the game after 52 minutes of a delay. And uh, I did hear through the grapevine that they're going to take that uh, suit and the, the netted hat. And those will be up for auction on EB uh, a little bit later on. That was uh, the play of the game for me, was getting rid of those bees. So for me, I'm going with the beekeeper. Had he been here a little bit quicker, he might have been. But alas, no, Jeff Blum <laughs> will be our player of the game. That was a crazy game, and I'm really glad that it ended up finishing the way it did so that those numbers actually counted, and it counted as a win for the Houston Astros as we headed back home into the great state of Texas. You got to give a lot of credit to Brett and Dave for handling the situation the way it was. Now that I am on the broadcast side, I understand how difficult it can be to fill some de dead airtime while you're waiting for the exterminator to show up and take care of a bee situation. But one of those unique moments in the history of the Houston Astros, there are plenty of those to go around. And I know that that was a great one to look back on as we look forward to a potential 2020 season. My name is Jeff Blum. I hope you enjoyed the Astros podcast. And if you want to hear more from me, remember you can get at me on my podcast, Bleacher Blums, where my co-host David Tuttle and I talk about Astros, we talk about baseball, we talk about life, and a lot of other things going on. So until next time, enjoy your time, and see you later. Go Astros. Whether it's at the ballpark or at home. That ball's smoked to center field. Thanks to all the frontline workers. Thanks to those sacrificing now. Soon we can cheer together. Together. Stay safe, Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 